and welcome to a very special episode of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined this week by Jess Wellman and Chops Priest. Chops, thank you for making your debut to the Lions Podcast and sharing some of your knowledge about the Oscars 2019 with us here. Yeah, happy to be here. It's been uh, probably five or six years since I've done a podcast, so excited. Kicking off, k- kicking off the rust here for us, if you kicking will. Kicking off course, the rust, getting some new reps in. And of it. course, uh, you know Jess Wellman from the myriad of videos that we shot for all of the different stuff that you could bet on at the time when we shot those videos. We've actually had some stuff pop up here very recently that we are going to get into on this podcast as well. But Jess, since we shot those videos, has there been any major, major changes that we should point point out to people, you know, in case they're watching those videos as we go along here? Um, I think some of the major categories, we've seen a little movement in terms of pricing, but um, the only one that's like a big difference is if you are in the adapted screenplay game, it was a bit surprising that Spike Lee did not win the Writers Guild in the time that we taped to now. And so he was very much their front runner. Now he's not as much. There are people who think, can you ever forgive me who won the writer's guild will so rise to the top. If you want to check out those two. videos, head over to the play USA uh, YouTube page. You can find that on PlayUSA.com, or you can just type it into your YouTube machine. And you can also check out just a quick overview of the big six categories over on the play picks youtube channel and that is just youtube backslash play picks if you want to head over there and see just break down all the stuff but we are here and has been a full week since we shot those so maybe you have some more insight here and if you guys are looking to get down on this obviously you have until sunday to get this thing uh going here we're going to talk about DraftKings, FanDuel, fan stars and over at caesars talk about the categories that you can bet on over at all those places and things that are, that are going there and guys let's start off with one of the big six here in Best Supporting Actress. Um, Jess, let's start with you. We're looking at the odds here, and Regina King seems to be the favorite across the board here. Minus 250 over at DraftKings. We have uh, we have her at minus 280 over at FanDuel. So we're kind of in that 200, 250-280 type range at a lot of these places. So how do you, how do you break down this category, and how do you feel like it's going to go? See, now you're you're having to start with the hardest one of the six <laughs> in that it's it's the most open and it's a little wonky um, in that Regina King, one, is in a movie that very few people have actually seen. And two, like she hasn't really won the stuff that you would need to win to be the front runner in this category. It's been a little all over the place. Mostly it's just the fact that if you look like look up Regina King on Wikipedia and you will just see everything that she gets nominated for in whatever she wins. It's like, okay, she's got three critics choice awards. She's got three golden globes. She's got a couple of Emmys and I mean, throw in an Oscar. Why not? Maybe she has some sort of neighborhood award or best PTA mom. I just, if it's an award and her name's there, I tend to just assume she's winning it. So chops looking at these, at at this, I mean, of course there are some, not incredibly long shots here in this category. We have Amy Adams at plus 400 at DraftKings, a little bit shorter odds. I mean, a little bit longer odds over at uh, FanDuel at plus 500. Do you, from a betting perspective, if you're going to lay down some money here and it was not going to be on the favorite, could you bring yourself to bet on any of these other ladies in this category? 
like either yeah, of the two a, women in the favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the you know that's the the issue is that you've got a, a movie that's really popular in the favorite, and you've got two actresses nominated in the same category for it, which in theory could chop up the votes there. Um, you know, ultimately you've got what four actresses that everyone seems to really like. Nobody's got issues with. They're easy to root for. And then uh, uh, the long shot who nobody knows and, and is happy to be there. Right. But uh, it, it's out of that, I guess, if you're going to pick somebody that's not the front runner, if you think that there might be a vote split, then Amy Adams would be the choice. But, uh, you know, the, the Oscars over the last, I don't know, decade, maybe longer, has done a pretty good job of uh, spreading the love around when it comes to awards. You know, you don't have as many, you know, runaway kind of Titanic years uh in in more recent years here so you know regina king you know just as you said jess everyone likes her she seems to win a lot she's in a movie that is somewhat underrepresented but uh would seem like something the academy would like to reward somehow and seems like a a relatively fa- uh, safe choice all right, Jess. The so, other thing with Amy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So does does this? I guess basically where where we want to know here and what we want to pass along to the listeners in this whole thing is if they're going at this with their hard earned money like you did when you got on that plane and you flew out to New Jersey. One, let's go ahead and hear who you actually did bet on in this category. Yeah, who'd you bet on, Jess? And I bet on I bet on Regina King. <laughs> you did. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, I thought about Rachel Weisz of the two, but. Chops is right. Traditionally, and it ha- it's had happen- has happened where one of the two people nominated from the same movie win. It's just not super common. So, yeah, I put my money on uh, Regina King. I got her at minus 250 for $25. I didn't go huge on her. Yeah, and this is kind of the, uh, the Marissa Tomei category, right? You know, if there's somewhat of a surprise, you know, it's said that it's happened in this one. But it just doesn't seem like there's really a surprise. And would Amy Adams really be a surprise given, you know, she's not she's not that big of a long shot. And this is the problem with Amy Adams is it's just that she's too good an actress. And so this movie is just like it's so it's a fine performance, but it's so much worse than some of the other performances given that like she has the do factor coming to her. But I think people are just like she's going to give us seven more Oscar nominated performances in her career. Let's put this off. So if you did mention Rachel Weisz, though, she's plus 800 at at, at Caesars. At Caesars, she's she's plus 800, which seems to be the, the, the best price that you could get on her right now is to the person who is going to, let's say, make a fun $10 bet on this thing. Plus 800 worth it or save your money for one of the other categories. I would grab it because here's my, I'm obsessed with the Oscars thing. So Olivia Coleman, who is in the lead category, who, by the way, if she was just in supporting actress, would have this on lockdown had they decided to put her in there. But she is filming The Crown in London right now. And a big piece of this Oscars thing is you have to glad hand the crap out of the 9000 Academy members. Rachel Wise makes the rounds and people really, really like her as a person that I think plus 800 is a really good value, especially when I've seen her like dropping into the 600 range at some other places. Chops, are you placing any long shot bets in this category or is this one of those where you feel like the it's a foregone conclusion? I don't think it's necessarily a foregone conclusion, but this would be a category I would probably pass on. 
uh, it, I don't have a strong feeling. The uh, you know the odds on Regina King are you know somewhat prohibitive to me to wanting to put a bet down on her unless I absolutely had to. Now, if I was doing an Oscar poll, yeah, I'd probably go Regina King on this. I'd just go chalk, right? But uh, if it's actually me putting down my money, I'm passing. I'm just passing on this one. Good, good deal. All right, so let's move on to Best Supporting Actor here that is a category that has just a massive, massive favorite in this. I'm going to go with this, Jess, and please go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong. I know you pronounced it 50 times the other day when we were shooting your videos. Mahershala? Is that good? Mahershala. 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 Man, I was so close. Mahershala Ali at DraftKings, minus 1667 to take home this award over at FanDuel minus twelve hundred, so much much better pricing over there. If we look down at Caesars minus fifteen hundred down there at that. So if you wanted to try and get some money down on the very very heavy favorite, you'd want to head over to FanDuel. Um, Chops, let's start with you on this one. We've got a you know we've got a Richard Grant at plus a thousand. We have Sam Elliott plus sixteen hundred here, and then the other two in Adam Driver and Sam Rockwell. Very very long shots. Um, is this is this a super chalk category here, or is this like something maybe it's worth uh, throwing a flyer on one of these longer shots? Yeah, I mean it's chalk for a reason, and I mean have you know Jess? I'll ask you. Have you ever seen Mahersha? Allah Ali in a do anything bad, but he's a great actor, right? He is. Uh, I, I don't get this though. <laughs> well, here's why, here's why I think it makes sense. Again, this is like if the Oscars were kind of spreading it around, right? Then you know, Green Book has done well. Uh, you know, it's relatively successful at the box office. It's won some awards. Somebody needs to win, in theory. Uh now I know he's been awarded in the past, but um, this would, especially given maybe some of the political, um, chatter around the movie, this is the one award that would probably make the most sense for Green Book. Agree on all of this. Like if you're complaining that this movie has too much of a white perspective, giving the award to the black cast member makes a ton of sense. But like you said, he won this category two years ago yeah. in for a movie in which his performance, in my mind, is just so much more memorable, which is Moonlight. Yes. Again, you know, you don't really want to think about the performances too much. This does happen. It happened with Christoph Waltz winning two fairly close to one another. But, like, he hasn't lost anything. So, clearly, I'm wrong here, and I'm just missing something. I'm just kind of like, this performance, it's weird to me that people are so crazy for it. But I actually... I meant to have $10 on a different person in this category. And I was going over my bets yesterday and very sad that I forgot to do it when I was in New Jersey. Well, spill the beans. Who was the person getting your $10 bet on this thing? It would be one Mr. Sam Elliott. This man is in his late seventies. He has never been nominated for an Oscar before. This is his first one. This is a guy who like, you may not know. Oh yeah. Sam Elliott. He played Batman once. Like that's not who he is. But it's, oh, Sam Elliott, he's been in 250 movies. I have seen him everywhere my entire life. These kind of stalwart character actors, the Academy really loves to reward, and they really do it more often in the supporting category than not. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the Jack Palance rule, right? Yes, it is the similar, Jack Palance rule. Concept. Alan Arkin and Little Miss Sunshine. Yep. These were your- deserved it. I, and here's the thing. He's amazing in this movie. And like the way that the movie is set up, his persona and who he is as a person actually plays a really bigger role than even his character does. 
that he's very memorable, even though he doesn't have as much screen time as some of these other people. So in a category where I would say Adam Driver and Sam Rockwell don't even really deserve to be here. Richard Grant can't win with the Brits and he is British. It's a two horse race. And I am just a curmudgeon and like the old guy for $10. I mean, 1400 at DraftKings plus 1600 over at FanDuel. You can get him plus 1600 at BetStars and you can get him plus 1700 actually over at Caesars. That seems to be the best place to go and get him there. And as I think you kind of alluded to it here that the, the other guys in this category in driver and Rockwell, no shot, right? No chance. Don't, don't waste your money. Even $5, right? No, it's, it's bizarre, especially that Sam Rockwell's here for playing like a version of a character. He won an Oscar for last year. Not as well. (laughs) Um, It's really strange that he got the nom. Just that vice wave of nominations got all sorts of weird vice love that it didn't deserve. Okay. So let's go to one here, Best Director, which I think that as we're looking here, you kind of alluded to something that changed just a tad over the course of since we shot the video series with you. We have, again, another very big favorite here, uh, minus 33.35 at, at, over at DraftKings. We have, but only 19, minus 13.50 at FanDuel, so a massive, massive difference of opinion between those two sports books, minus 2,500 at Caesar. So this seems to be all over the place as to what kind of what kind of favorite. I'm going to let you pronounce the last name here of Alfonso, um, but uh, how big of a favorite he should actually be in this category. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the I mean, it's it's all over the place, but it's like, how, do you want to pay a lot? For Alfonso Cuarón, director, or do you want to pay a whole lot for Alfonso Cuarón, best director? This is one like it's a very much a labor of love movie. He did so many pieces of it himself that it's they're going to reward that craft. I think um, chops. Do you see any reason why this is not where the Roma Award that is probably the most locked down one there is? Yeah, uh, I guess you know it. Yeah, we'll get into Roma later. Um, and, you know, his uh, he's got a, a very unique eye that I appreciate. He's a fine director. Um, this isn't a fine movie. I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I somewhat understand, uh, Jess, as you were discussing before we went live, where uh, Roma is getting so much support. But... Uh, it just doesn't feel, it feels like it's inevitable. And yeah, for Roma, the, the hope would be that maybe he wins for Roma and something more deserving. Although I'd make the argument that there's really nothing too deserving this year. Um, but something more deserving wins the best picture. So yeah. And when you've got somebody that heavy of a favorite, uh, chances are there's not going to be an upset in this category as much as I would like to see that person be Spike Lee. I have $10 on Spike Lee. <laughs> I did do yeah. that one. Just that, because, be... again, the the Academy has yet to give this person an Oscar. When you give him the the honorary Oscar, like right. we give up, we don't think we can give you one, so here's an honorary one, that I think there's a chance. But quick aside, and I think it's worth saying to people who are betting the Oscars and maybe are like, why do I want to do this? These movies yes. suck. This year, Chops and I were both saying is just, it's a really bad year. There are not that many great movies. But what it does mean is it's so diverse that there are good betting opportunities. So maybe this is the way you make 
watching which crappy movie wins things fun. I don't feel you. bad if you don't like these movies is my point. So we do have just, you know, three massive, massive long shots in this category. But Spike Lee is holding at plus a thousand at all four of the books right now. He dipped a minute and then he lost that Writers Guild Award and it, it wasn't looking as good anymore. So like if you're up against the guy who opens with a four minute shot of like water going down a drain, it's just such a directory <laughs> thing. I don't know how you beat it. Because the thing about yeah. Black Handsman is it's like it's it's great and he's a very good craftsman director, but it's not very like filmy directory. Oh, my film school loins are burning at how like visually stunning it is. So what we're listening, then let's talk to our listeners here. And these are people who most likely are not going to be laying these massive, you know, these massive numbers on these favorites here is this a category chops that you know spike lee plus 1000 i understand he didn't win the award you guys were looking at from this past weekend is that a waste of someone's ten dollars if they want to put that out there no i mean part of it is that you want to you you want a fun sweat right when you're watching this spike lee is an easy person to root for in this category one Two, there's some symmetry here. This is uh, 30 years since he released Do the Right Thing, which is a movie that I would make the argument for he should have won a Best Director for. Um, just an unbelievable film and uh, kind of ahead of its time um, in, in the way that he shot it. But um, so you've got that. You've got... Uh, a film that I think should get some sort of recognition. Um, I know, you know, the screenplay side of it you know, or adapted screenplay could be could be one way to do it. But um, if it, ultimately it's going to come down to one of these two. And if you want to make the viewing experience a little bit more fun, then give a ride on Spike Lee. Because if they call his name and you've got 10 bucks on him, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a great feeling. It's going to be a great. Feeling. Yeah, I know. You're going to feel great about it. And, you know, as we know, Scorsese won for The Departed. Right. You know, this, isn't, <laughs> this isn't this isn't Spike Lee's best film, but it's good enough. I like it. I like it. Listen, no one's laying the, you know, these massive numbers. I mean, especially again at DraftKings, like minus 33, 35. I mean, you know, minus twenty five hundred at Caesars. Like no, nobody's no, no casual better is laying that. So, I mean, I think well, and no book is taking huge bets either. Like if you're going to play, know that you're not going to win a house betting on best director or anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. As you found out, there is certainly no way you're getting down enough money to win a house. Like that is, that is certainly not going to be happening here. All right, let's head to the fourth of the big six categories that we're going to cover here uh, at the top of the podcast. Best actress, best actress, is a favorite for Glenn Close. She is minus 835 over at DraftKings. We are looking at minus... Oh, she's 480 at, at FanDuel. 480 at FanDuel. Yes, 480. A big, big difference. There seems to be some of these... Uh, it's, I think what we're seeing here at DraftKings and FanDuel is just the favorites are not near as massive over at FanDuel. Now, I don't know if that's them... Um, I don't know if that's them maybe trying to draw a little bit of money on some of the underdogs to where it makes the uh, casual better think that they have a, a better chance maybe of winning those bets or something. But we've certainly seen some massive disparities here. I mean, the last category was over 3,300 at DraftKings and, of course, only 1,350 at, at FanDuel. And now here we are with 835 at DraftKings, 480 at FanDuel. Um, so pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Of course, minus 600 
over at Caesars. So, Chops, let's start with you. Uh, maybe give us a little bit of of any sort of history or nuggets or anything that you have about the Best Actress category, and then kind of go into your spiel of how this thing is going to break down. Yeah, sure. So first, uh, I'm going to say I've never seen The Wife. So uh, Glenn Close, she could be fantastic in it, but doesn't seem like anyone has really cared about that movie. Now, uh, you know, there. Th- this has been an interesting category that has tended to go um, kind of up and comer or somebody uh, like uh, Dom Judy Dench who like wins everything, but like someone more towards the tail end of the career, which makes some sense with Glenn Close getting some recognition here. Um, you know, she's been a, a working actress for a long time, probably garners a lot of support from the Guild. Um, and it would just make sense to see her. Uh, this would be a nice bookend to the career. And that's why I'm assuming that she is such a heavy favorite um, of the, the films that I've seen. Can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, I thought Lady Gaga was great. I thought she was believable in a, in a role that uh, could have been very hokey and cheesy um, and, you know, got close to towing that line. But it, it didn't. Um, if you're looking at a long shot on this, that seems like a good way to go. You know, there's a, uh, she's going to probably win for song, but, uh, this is at, uh, I'm looking at, at FanDuel at plus 1500, but whatever the long odds are, Lady Gaga wouldn't be a bad choice. Jess, Jess, what do you think? Jess, I know you mentioned in the video that we did for the best actress, you said that, you know, uh, obviously it, it seemed like it was going to be Lady, Lady Gaga's category. And then it just, in lost a lot of steam there plus 1700 actually at DraftKings so you're getting even a better number there on Lady Gaga do you have any do you think there's any chance in hell basically is where, where I'm going with this no, I mean I'm even more confident in Glenn Close than Chops is I think this is a stone cold mortal lock um it's kind of funny like Lady Gaga is is getting the Bradley Cooper narrative of if this were another year and this one person weren't around you've got this, it's yours. But she just happened to come up against someone who is the most nominated living person who has never won an Oscar. Um, The wife, I mean, Chops has pointed out, like, it's not a movie, it doesn't have any other nomination. In fact, like, it's a fine movie, but the movie is her performance. I, I watched it last week, I think, that you see it more an actress that will give it to, like, a Julianne Moore for Still Alice or or room or these movies that aren't really getting recognition elsewhere. Um, that I think it's, it's not a big deal that it's not nominated. This is hers. There's you're not going to pass it. Like she's 71. There's not going to be another great part coming along anytime soon. It's not like we write great parts for older women all the time. So, <laughs> so here's, here's my lit and this is, you know, again, I'm not going to argue necessarily the odds. This might be more out of curiosity, but my litmus test always for a movie like this with Glenn Close and the wife is uh, the, the Tom Hanks parallel of Castaway where dude carried a movie, like maybe one of the only actors that could carry a movie and keep you engaged in a movie like that. Uh, and he didn't win. Does Glenn Close carry this movie to a degree that hooks you in and feels like she is deserving? I mean, I'd say like 60 percent of this movie is just her face reacting to things like they know what they're doing. Um, I'm spacing on the guy who played her husband. It's a British person who is somewhat. He's that guy. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
But other than that, the people in this movie are like Christian Slater, which don't right. get me wrong. I love me some Christian Slater, <laughs> but you're not like full of heavyweights. So she shines even more by comparison. So Olivia Coleman in this category, actually not very long odds here comparatively to what we've seen in some of these other categories, plus 500 at DraftKings, plus 440 over at FanDuel, plus 500 over at Caesars as well. I think people are going to look at this and be a little bit tempted thinking, well, I mean, I certainly want to bet on someone that's plus money here. And I think that this is one of those this is one of those categories where the person's not this incredible long shot. So if you are betting on one of these two here, is it do you just go all the way to Lady Gaga? Because that would be the the one that would that would stun everybody here. Or, or, or could Olivia Coleman actually get her name called and walk up there at plus 500? If there were an upset, it would be, I get like. It's close between these two. So if it's close and I can get 1500 on one and 440 on the other, take 1500 Don't waste your money. Neither is happening. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jess's stone cold mortal lock of the century. In this I mean, category. it's like, you know, like what's that? Oh, it's in Miss Congeniality where like his can't, you know, oh, my beauty pageant contestant lock lost because she went up against like a blind woman who served in Iraq or something. It's like that level of you just have everything on the planet going for Glenn Close in this movie. There's no way. Yeah. Isn't there though like some precedent for the upset here? Like everyone thought Stallone was going to win for Creed, right? And then, you know, I doesn't. did not, by the way. I had the other guy. Not. Um, okay. <laughs> in supporting, that happens a lot more. Yeah, more in supporting. You're right. Yeah. Plus, you know, Stallone's at least, you know, taken something for Rocky before. So, and so with that being the case, then you're going to want to head to you're going to want to head to FanDuel because by far the best odds yeah. there at minus 480 on Glenn Close in that category. And of course, I have money on her at 450 at FanDuel, by the way. Well so done. I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Well done. Well done. And of course, guys, if you're listening to this and you do want to bet on this, of course, we're referencing all of these are New Jersey sports books, legal New Jersey sports books, DraftKings. FanDuel, BetStars, and Caesars, and you can go to our Oscars page, uh, PlayUSA forward slash Oscars, and you can find all of the best deals to uh, sign up at all these places. they got some pretty cool promos running in all those places as well, so be sure and take advantage of that. We have the best ones on the internet, and don't go and uh, waste your money elsewhere. You're just going to get some free money at some of these places from us as well, so uh, definitely take advantage of that. All right, best actor. We are coming in um, again with a... It looks like a another pretty heavy favorite here in this category, but again, much much shorter over at man. F- Fanduel wants you to Fanduel might want to make you some money, I guess, right? I mean, like if you look at, at DK, I have a feeling if it's like picture, they give you really good odds on the longest shots, right? and yeah. make you pay a little more for the favorites. That's kind of their approach to this. Yeah, so Rami Malek is minus 670 at over at DraftKings, minus 500 over at FanDuel, and minus 600 over at Caesars in this category. Jess, I know that you were very, very impressed with this um with this category, we were talking about it on video that just this tends to be a category that uh, has gone to people that have played other people before. And of course, that's the case in this one, right? Yeah, it's something like 11 out of the past 13 best actor winners win for playing real people. Uh, Bradley Cooper is the only person in this category who is not playing a real person. 
which is why he once again, poor, I mean, he's a good actor. Can we just find someone for this man to play who existed so he can win an Oscar? <laughs> um, like, yeah, Rami Malek is, you know, the, it's, it's what Chops was saying about Mahershala Ali and Green Book. You have a movie with this like really, I mean, deeply tainted director that you don't want to give anything related to him. Yep. And you hear that Rami Malek not only like dealt with his, it, he like literally yelled at him and screamed at him on set every day. So you then feel bad for him in addition to thinking he did well, that that's why I think he's going to be the one to beat. Even I don't, I don't see a huge upset possibility in my yeah, opinion, it, that's probably I, I would, uh, Yeah. I mean, if you look at, you know, Christian Bale's not going to win for this. It's, you know, I know. He doesn't have anything to do. Yeah. I know you, know? you hate him. I know you hate that movie with a passion, but it's just, it, it, but I mean, yeah. it's a good performance, but it's just like a guy nodding and staring and speaking differently than he does. Right. He I, I actually go anywhere. Agree. I thought Bradley Cooper did a, a really admirable job with the role. It, it was, it was a solid acting performance that you very quickly forgot. It was Bradley Cooper, which means that it was a solid acting performance. Right. But, you know, again, like if you look at, Oscar's kind of spreading it around a little bit um, while Bohemian Rhapsody was like the best VH1 movie ever made. Um, it wasn't necessarily a great movie, but people love it. It's done well. Uh, he was great in it. And uh, not necessarily, I don't think he maybe quite, like if you look at the other musician actor awards, you know, for best actor over the last, what, 10, 15 years, um, you know, where does he stack up to say, you know, other winners, uh, like Jamie Foxx or, uh, or, or Phoenix Jackie. for, yeah, for, uh, for Johnny Cash, uh, you know, was this that much better right on par? I think it was kind of on par. He showed a little bit of, of depth, um, in trying to explore the character, but I mean, it was like surface level, but there was a little bit there. Um, but it was a fun movie that people liked and people seemed to like him in it. So it, it seems like where you thought Glenn Close was a, a mortal lock, um, some of it is just lack of good competition in the category, I guess. But he seems like a lock, too. And at Vandal at minus 500, again, like if you can get something that feels like uh, close to a mortal lock at that price, you kind of got to do it. So just just to for people who aren't, you know, as into this as you guys are. So Christian Bale plus 400 over at, uh, you know, over at DraftKings 430 over at uh, FanDuel. And then you've got him at 450 over at Caesars. Why are his odds as short as they are? Because he's Christian Bale. It's the Amy. It's he's he's the male Amy Adams. Actually, this is basically exactly the same thing. He's very, very good in just about anything you put him in. And he's almost doing himself a disservice that this great transformation into Dick Cheney that is super impressive. Like he's done these transformations before, you know, he emaciated himself for the machinist and he put on weight for different other roles. The fighter where he won best supporting. He he does these physical transformations all the time. So you actually can compare this one to the other ones and be like, eh, he's not like he's bringing as much to the table here. He can wait, but like it's it's like out of respect for Christian Bale and who he is. He gets the short odds like Amy Adams does. Gotcha. All right, guys. So we have people out there who if they have the bankroll, certainly can put some money down on the favorite in this category. If someone wants, as we were talking about chops, if somebody wants a sweat, what what's the what's the person to have a sweat on here? 
I would just go Bradley Cooper. Um, you know, this movie is so overlooked, and we'll get the uh, best picture next. But uh, the movie's overlooked. Uh, you know, I know we've, we we discussed Lady Gaga as maybe being you know the potential upsetter on, on actress, but at, you know, I'm looking at FanDuel again at you know at 2300. Not a bad sweat to have. Um, I don't think anyone else in the category has a realistic shot. Jess, anybody you would uh, throw in there as a, as a long shot in this one? I, I'm with him on the Gra- Bradley Cooper thing, especially because this is his movie, the same yeah. way that Roma is Quaron's movie. He wrote yeah. it. He made the music. He did all the stuff. And like the actors might see he was snubbed as a director. Let's take a little pity on him. This is his fourth nomination. I yeah. actually, in the videos, I I gave a shout out to Vigo Mortensen. It's such long odds that like, especially if you can go to a place like DK and get DraftKings and get a really good price. People love this green book movie more than yeah. I can really understand. Um, and he's very, very good in it. If you've seen him, you generally probably know him as Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. It is night and day in this movie. It's unlike any performance from him I've ever seen. And he's very endearing. It's just more how is how much is the Academy willing to give yet another Oscar to someone for playing an endearing kind of racist person, which <laughs> they did two for they, last year and get in trouble for. Right. Gotcha. And imagine imagine if uh, if he were to win this award and Mahershala, Mahershala did, oh God. did not. <laughs> They'd probably like just burn the Dolby Auditorium down. Twitter Twitter would blow up. It would like seriously melt down. If so you yeah, wanted, if you think that's fun, put ten dollars uh, on it. In addition, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it, forty uh, forty to one or better at uh, at three of the four books that we talk about here at at DraftKings, FanDuel, and at Caesars, uh, forty to one or better on Viga Mortensen. So, I think you guys maybe sold me on this. I, I think I, I mean, I, let me sweat the forty to one guy. I mean, you know, why not? That's a that's a that's a good sweat. <laughs> when it all comes down to it. All right. So the, of course, the big one here of the big six and maybe the one that people have been listening for here is big picture. I mean, with best picture, we want to get your expert takes on this, guys. Of course, we are looking at Roma that, uh, Jess, we've seen these odds fall. I know you've been really, really tracking these odds, but we're at minus 278 at DraftKings. We are minus 310 over at FanDuel. And we are minus 275 over at Caesars. Before you get into your kind of take on this, where have the odds gone over the last couple of weeks here? So I bet Roma a couple weeks ago at minus 182 at DraftKings. And it went way deeper into your pocket. I, I mean, I was seeing between three and 500 a lot of places. Um, 310 is lower than, I mean, in the 400s, actually, most places, a better way to say that. Um, it's starting to come back a little and green books starting to get, you know, pay a little less well as a long shot. And there's some Black Panther that's going back towards, you know, the direction of being a good pick. So Chops, is this a scenario where there's smoke, there's fire? Or do you think that just because we're, we're just looking at a scenario where best picture is obviously going to be the category that gets the most amount of handle. It's going to get the most of it, the most attention. It's going to get the most amount of money bet on it. So we're probably just seeing much more money come in on some of these longer shots, which is pushing these odds the way it's pushing them. I think some of it is that people don't even know how to 
bet this category. Um, Roma might be the most disliked best picture favorite I can ever think of. <laughs> Jess, can you think of a movie that nobody liked? I mean, have you met one person? The Hurt person? Locker. No one liked The Hurt Locker, right? I like The Hurt I get, like, Hurt Locker was fine. It Crash. wasn't like... I, I oh, could well, make Crash it... was an upset, but... Yeah, Crash was an upset. It definitely wasn't the Chariots favorite. and fire. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, sure. I mean, we're digging, we're digging really, really deep into it. Like, I haven't met one person that's even made it through the movie that, you know, in attempting to watch it. I gave it three cracks. I couldn't get past, I don't know, maybe the 20-minute mark. I'm an hour in and I still haven't finished. It's so bad. It's a terrible movie. So uh, I I can't imagine, regardless of whatever Netflix is spending on a campaign to promote it, that there's enough support for this movie. I I just refuse to believe that, that the Academy is going to pick such a universally, by the public at least, disliked film. It doesn't seem right now. Um, having said that, where then would, you know, the potential long shot values be, you know, green book was, is really popular. That one would make some sense. Um, you know, of the movies that are nominated, the, the only one that I feel, or one of the two that I feel even deserve the nomination are black Klansmen and a star is born. Um, I know Jess, you wrote a wonderful article on the lines about, about black Panther and why you think that that one actually has a shot in, in the, the logic makes a lot of sense. And if you buy into that logic, then, you know, anything at that, you know, plus 3000 type level, you know, even less than that uh, would, would make it a smart money play. I thought it was uh, almost as bad as Roma, but I know I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, not in the majority on that one. So uh, you know, is, is this the year that, you know, the, the Marvel universe breaks through could be, and, you know, it's definitely taken over Hollywood. So I get it, but, uh, this is, I, I mean, you could almost put all of these films on a piece of paper in a hat, close your eyes, pick one out. And with the exception of vice, you can make a case for almost any of them. So just for reference, as people continue to listen and we get Jess's take on this, so you know where we stand with these other movies, Green Book plus 325 over at DraftKings, plus 340 over at FanDuel, and plus 350 over at Caesars. The favorite is plus 1,700 at DraftKings. It's plus 1,600 at FanDuel and plus 1,500 over at Caesars. We have Black Klansman plus 2,500 over at DraftKings. We have plus 2,800 at FanDuel, plus 2,500 over at Caesars, and then Black Panther plus 2,800 at DraftKings, plus 3,100 over at FanDuel, plus 2,500 over at Caesars. All right, Jess, so Green Book plus, you know, the plus three-ish number here that we're seeing um, I know we're, we're certainly going to get you to talk about these other movies as well, but let like make me the case for Green Book and somebody who wants to get some plus money on this on this category. Oh, I don't I don't have that version. I have the <laughs> other version, which is I think this is one of the most mispriced ones in the bunch. Um, and I have a rationale to it, which is, you know, these bookmakers are looking at places like Gold Derby and so on and seeing what kind of things. What we've noticed the past couple of years is that Gold Derby and the sports books have gotten where they're lacking and their big leak is, is that they've expanded Academy membership a massive amount over the past two years. They had that whole Oscar so white thing. So they made membership much more international, much more diverse, much younger. So 
I think the people who hate Green Book, we are not talking to enough of them at these gold derby sites. They're hearing the old geezers who have been voting since, you know, I mean, like Kirk Douglas is in the Academy. He is 102 years old. Like that's (laughs) how old some of these people are that we're talking to. And there's a lot of them. But this new branch, they're not properly represented in these numbers to me. And that is why I just I would fade Green Book a lot because I don't I don't like it as a winner. I just don't see it happening. Well, you the two of you have laid out a perfect scenario then for somebody who wants to bet this category because you don't like the favorite and then you don't like the shortest of the underdogs here. So. Uh, let's hear it for some of these other movies and maybe some of these people have, you know, of course, a lot of people listening to this probably have seen a decent amount of these movies. So let's uh, make a case or a case against some of these other movies. Jess, I'll start with you on a couple of them. Well, so Chops mentioned, and I don't want to go in. It's a long, de- not a long, long article, but if you want to read that Black Panther story, I pretty much give you like seven or eight different things that I think are working in Black Panther's favor most of which is the way Best Picture is voted for is a little wonky and you may not realize it. So even if you're not interested in betting, it's a good read to find out how this whole process works. Um, I think Black Panther is the one that will appeal to these newer Academy voters and, you know, is a bit underpriced at this point that it's going to, it's got more of a chance than we maybe realize. The other one looking at these Um, Vice, people have generally decided is a bad movie. Bohemian Rhapsody, people have generally decided is a bad movie. A Star is Born and The Favorite just don't quite have a lot of heft to them that, you know, these social problem movies have that they don't really stand as big a chance. So I get down to the two black movies, Black Klans and Black Panther. And Black Klansman, I had been underestimating how much people liked this. I looking around today because it's the first day Oscar voters are allowed to talk about who they voted for because voting's closed. There was a lot of chatter about this one that I think it's a good one to, to get, you know, um, a bet in on, but going back to director, I think we can make the case that Lee wins director and Roma wins picture much easier than we can make the case that Klansman wins picture and Quaron wins director. So both of those movies you mentioned, you're getting the best price at FanDuel, Black Klansman plus 2,800, 3,100 on Black Panther over at FanDuel. You're not getting getting that at any of these other books. So it seems like FanDuel is uh, really aggressive in their pricing and uh, certainly has been aggressive in the categories that they put out. They were the first ones to really put out a ton of different categories, leave them up for everything as far as that goes. So when people are sitting here and they're looking and they're like, man, I really like to star is born and I can get plus 5,000, uh, not worth a bet from both of you guys. Not worth it. I, I could actually make a case for, I can't believe I'm saying this, but for <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, um, oh my God. It, <laughs> Not, you know, again, not out of like personal like for the movie. It right. was fine. Um, I think the the Sasha Baron Cohen version that didn't get made would have would have been a, a much more fascinating movie. But um, it's a really popular movie that still has legs. People like it. People just kind of want it. Like if you take the the other if you take the you can make two approaches on like the, the political uh, climate or tone right now, and people are going to want to vote for something that has heft, right? Or people just want something kind of mindless because everything else you know, sucks under the Trump administration. So if you go that route with it, then Bohemian Rhapsody is this mindless movie that people seem to like, and they want to 
stomp their feet and clap their hands. So we will rock you. <laughs> and that's true. I mean, there, I have heard, I have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching movies through an untrained eye. A lot of people that I talk to are obviously doing it, as you're mentioning, as just mindless entertainment. So I actually had several people just anecdotally tell me that they enjoyed it. And probably, like you said, because they, you know, they recognize the songs. It's, it's, it's stuff that they've been listening to their whole lives and can go in and, and basically sing along in their heads for whatever, 90 minutes or whatever, however long the movie is. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's like, there, um, it, there were moments of the movie that, and I, I can't really say that, well, I guess a couple times in Black Klansman, but there were moments in the movie where, like, where I actually like smiled, like when they go into the, the bass riff uh, for another one, Bites the Dust, you're like, okay, yeah, cool, I love this song. I kind of had the same effect with uh, with the NWA movie straight out of Compton a couple of years ago too. But um, I, I just, if you're looking for that, okay, everything's serious and it sucks, uh, I just want to be happy. You're going to vote for Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm not saying I'm not trying to make a case for it that I, you know, one that it deserves to win, or even two necessarily that that it will. I, I do like Jess's argument around Black Panther, but um, if you're looking for another long shot shot bet and you don't think it's Panther, then that's probably the the safe one. I'm just going to say, don't be afraid to bet Roma. Honestly, I think yeah. what Tabs is saying it's it's kind of like that it's like the anti-public team in sports betting. Like the yeah. public just really doesn't want this movie to win because it is, it is just not an easy to watch movie. It's not particularly accessible. It's foreign there. We've never had a film win that has not been in English. That's never happened. Um, and also you're watching a movie that's designed to be watched on a giant screen. You're watching it on your Netflix, on your laptop, yeah. and it's going to look like crap to you. Like watching this thing, I'm like, why would Netflix make this movie? It's just like a big testament to why Netflix is not the answer, like because it's so cinematic. But like it's kind of got that emperor's new clothes element to it. Nobody wants to be. I mean, I I think we are willing to. But in certain film circles, you don't want to be the person that's like, I didn't really get the movie about the maid. Like, I think that people are kind of faking their love for it on a certain degree, a certain level that that's why I just still think it just it sucks that it's going to win. But I think it's going to win. <laughs> All right. Well, let, don't don't tip your hand completely here, because I do want to before we move on to some of the smaller categories here, just run back through the big six, get each of you guys to give your official pick on who you think is going to win and then. Give us one, like we were talking about as we were going through, just kind of give us a real quick, uh, you know, a, a, a sweat pick, you know, just one that, it, that you think would be fun to throw down a small amount of money on that you think at least at least has an outside chance of getting it done. Because I believe that there are going to be some a lot of people who don't have the bankrolls to put it down on the favorites in these categories. And so we want to at least give them something as far as a sweat here. So let's start back with the categories we started with at best supporting actress chops who wins and what's a good sweat. Uh, boy, I hope I don't go chalk on every one of these on who wins, but, uh, Regina King wins. Amy Adams is your sweat. Jess King wins. Rachel Wise is your sweat. All right. Uh, best supporting actor chops. Mahershala Ali wins. And I'm going to go with Richard Grant as your sweat. Jess, I know we tipped her our hand in this yeah. one a little bit earlier, but uh, Mahersha, we'll <laughs> Mahershala Ali wins and Sam Elliott's my sweat. All right. Best director there, Chops. Just out of principle, I'm just going to go Spike Lee as your win. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I just can't. I hate Roma. It's such a passion, um, which would mean that uh, Alfonso Curon is your sweat, but uh, that wouldn't necessarily be your sweat. So let's go Spike with Spike uh, gets Yorgos. both. Like we can give we can, we'll do a dual one there. We can do that. I mean, he's plus money. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that that's good. That's good. All right, Jess. I'm t- I mean, like it's chalk for a reason. And these pickums, especially in the Oscars, chalk is fine. So I will take <laughs> yeah. Alfonso Cuaron and I will take Spike Lee for the upset. Actress chops. Actress. Um, yeah, I mean, Glenn Close, we're going chalk again uh, with the pick and, and Lady Gaga. Um, yes. Glenn Close and them deciding to cancel the Oscars before this award gets handed out. <laughs> uh, I guess, um, I guess Coleman. Sure. And if you guys don't remember, this is Jess's stone cold lock of the century. You'll get your money back. <laughs> this for is listening. my four yeah. star. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get your money back for listening to this podcast. Bonus. Yeah. If you don't, if, if she doesn't win in that one. All right, let's go to best actor here. Chops. Uh, Malik for sure, uh, is, is the safe bet is the pick and I'm going Bradley Cooper on the sweat. Jess, he, you were talking me into Cooper, but I'm going to go Malik and Vigo just to be different. <laughs> All right. I like it. And best picture. I mean, all the best <laughs> pictures weren't even nominated. It's just, it, God, this is brutal. Um, I, I'm going to go green book. As the pick, oh, and Black Panther as the sweat. I'm gonna do Roma. Don't I love how <laughs> depressed we sound about yeah. this? Roma is the pick, and Wakanda forever. Black Panther with the sweat. All right, so those are the big six, and those are the ones that you can find at a lot of the different books over in New Jersey. But some are booking some of these smaller categories. It looks like DraftKings has now added. Nearly every single category they offer, including best makeup and hair styling. But um, we're not going to go through each one of these chops. But uh, is there one or two of these that you think maybe either one are complete and utter mortal locks that you would recommend betting? Or there's some that you think offer a decent amount of value? Um, On the adapted screenplay, if you're just going back and and looking at, uh, you know, Spike Lee's something. Um, if it's not director, then Black Klansman for the adapted screenplay uh, seems like a fairly good, fun, safe, safe bet there. Um, if it's the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, I swear I'm just going to throw my <laughs> Anyway, um, let's see what else here. A lot of the technical awards tend to be like you can tend to find some some pretty good like safe bets but not at like terribly long odds i'm looking through that now just while i'm looking why don't you give me some okay um if you're doing you know picks or you you really just want to get a minus five thousand bet in there these are some locks i think you should be aware of song is going to be shallow from star is born animated film is gonna be spider-man into the spider-verse makeup is gonna be vices to to lose I, I don't think they i mean going back you could actually make a case that there's an oscar for each of these best picture nominees um i've kind of thought it through that that's actually really possible um so makeup is vice's oscar and then it's not quite a lock as the rest but free solo for the documentary picture is looking more and more like a sure thing um the ones and, that uh, on costume design if we're going to go this deep the favorite only minus 240 at, at 
Oh, I didn't bet that one. I have a lot yeah. of money on Black Panther. Favorite's going to win something. It's going to win something. The favorites, I have money on the favorite winning best original screenplay. Um, it's in a weak field where nobody else is really coming to the fore. You know, like Roma, nobody's like, wow, how well written this boring movie about nothing was. Um, so that's what I think they're going to get. And for me, my big bets were in original screenplay, the favorite. Editing is where I think Bohemian Rhapsody wins because Brian Singer got fired and this editor had to do it without a director and his peers are proud of him. And costume, I have uh, another article on... I believe it's play picks on this one where I explain why Ruth Carter is way, way, way erroneously priced to win. She should be the favorite by a margin and she's not. So, and again, foreign film, that's my last one. And this is, this is when I will get depressed when they give out foreign film, if they give it to civil war, which is the other foreign language, black and white movie that somehow got a bunch of nominations you know that they're giving it to Roma for best picture. Um, if they give it to Roma, I can still hold out hope. But The one thing I'm going to hold out hope on is uh, Roma winning this best cinematography, and that's all they get. Oh, all right. Best cinematography, they would be minus 33.35 over at DraftKings on that one. So it seems like that's a uh, a pretty good lock. I'm not gonna, let's not call it a stone-cold lock, I, but I, I mean... Actually, there's there is an argument against it, and there's some value in especially Civil War, because Alfonso Cuarón's normal DP, the director of photography, did not work on this film, so he shot it himself. And much in the same way, directors get upset when handsome actors like Bradley Cooper try to do their job. Cinematographers get grumpy when directors try to do theirs. So, so. one category, sound mixing. I'm just looking here because there's no massive favorite in this one, which it seems like in just about every category we have some sort of massive favorite. But uh, odds are pretty close between Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born. You, I'm going to put your feet to the fire, both of you. Who wins best sound mixing between Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born? Oh, it's close. I'm going with my heart on this one, though, and a star is born. Uh, plus one, plus 150 there for a star is born. So not, uh, not a long shot at all there in this one. Guys, again, you can get our complete Oscars coverage. Jess, I know you're probably going to continue putting out stuff between now and five minutes before the show actually starts on Sunday. And then I'll so, be updating everything throughout the entire ceremony. Yes, so obviously uh, follow Jess Wellman on Twitter. Chops is doing great stuff for us at the Lions, doing great stuff for us at a new soccer site we have. So be sure and check out his work as well there and of course we have all of the stuff continuously updated at play usa forward slash oscars over at the line stuff will continue to be popping up and of course we have the videos on the play usa channel as well you can check out as just walks you through each and every category along the way so guys thanks for being with us for this special edition of the lines podcast we break down oscars 2019 for chops for jess i am matt we will see you guys again soon